You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast today, Taking Territories. I believe that God is going to bless you tremendously through the ministry of His Word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit works with the Word of God. When God speaks, His Spirit moves. Alright, so uh, uh, Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And I want to say to you this morning, open your heart, open your spirit, and let God speak to you through his word. Yeah, this morning we're going to start a new, another series, and we call it, When Mercy Says No. When Mercy Says No. Yes, this is a special season in the, in the Hebrew calendar, we're getting into Rosh Hashanah. This is a time of ret- retrospection. And this, is, this begins, this is a holy, holy week. It begins from today, uh, from tomorrow rather. And um, yeah, this is a time that leads up to uh, the atonement. But one of the things that characterizes this season which I want, to, I want to use the mercy of God, the mercy of God to characterize this season. And so, uh, when mercy says no, what happens when mercy says no? You know, many times believers confuse mercy with grace. They, they, they use them interchangeably, and uh, that is not accurate. Okay, yes. Grace, grace is, is what you get from God that you don't deserve, okay? So when we receive from God by grace, we receive by grace out of His unmerited favor. There are different definitions for grace, but one of the most popular one is unmerited favor, God's unmerited favor. So that is a grace that is given to us. All right, so grace is never something you deserve. It's never something you deserve. It's always out of God's, um, God's benevolence, out of his love, out of his tender kindness that he dispenses grace to us. All right. I also call grace God's, God's um, unmerited and undeserved ability. And that's where grace now has to do with gifting. That's when it has to do with abilities. And uh, uh, grace has to do with ministry and so on. And then it's, it's always something you don't deserve that God endows you with. So that's how grace works. But mercy is totally different. Mercy is totally different. Mercy, uh, in, the, in, the simplest, in the simplest way, I'd say mercy is you not getting what you deserve. Okay, in other words, you deserve, you deserve certain punishment or you deserve a particular measure of judgment. And so you are not given exactly what you deserve. So in a very loose sense, that's what mercy is. Uh, but let's look at a few, uh, a few concepts of mercy from the scriptures. From the, from the Hebrew perspective and then from the Greek perspective, there are different ways that the Bible helps us to see mercy. Okay, so when mercy says no, what do we expect when mercy says no? All right, yes. So for instance, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, the Hebrew, Hebrew concept of mercy, I'm going to give you three different aspects to mercy from the Hebrew mindset from the Hebrew thinking of, 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 of mercy. All right. The first one is it, it is, it is linked. It is closely linked to love and compassion. It is linked to love and compassion. So that's why you find that there's certain versions of the Bible. You see, you read a place where it talks about mercy. Then it is some translators who translate it as love and so on. It's because mercy also carries. The love of God, is, it's, it, it, it comes out of his mercy. Okay, yes. So then there is also the aspect of ransom. All right, there's an aspect of ransom. And that is tied 
that is directly linked to the mercy seat that we see in Exodus where God spoke to Moses to construct the tabernacle and then the Ark of the Covenant and we have the mercy seat there and that seat that's a place of ransom that's a place of redemption okay so uh, mercy is closely linked to that that's where the sins of uh, the, the blood the sacrifice is taken and the blood is placed on the mercy seat for for the entire nation uh, during the time of atonement and then also mercy has to do with goodness and kindness it has to do with goodness and kindness all right so uh, that's 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 the Hebrew that's a Hebrew thinking about mercy. So when you put them all together, that gives you a well-rounded um, picture of mercy. I remember growing up, my late mom, she always used to pray for mercy. And I, and I used to wonder why. Why is, she, why is she always asking God for mercy? Every time, every time. It was so regular. It's like almost every week I would hear her, catch her saying, God, have mercy on me. You know, and, 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 and I used to wonder why. Um, but as I studied the word of God, I began to understand why. I began to understand that mercy covers a lot of things. A lot of things that God does in our lives are as a result of his mercy. Okay, a result of his mercy. So, and then also in the, in, in, in the Greek, in the Greek um, from the Greek concept, it has to do with compassion as well. It, 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 it translates from the, New, uh, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, where we see the, the Jesus demonstrating mercy. Okay, we see Jesus demonstrating mercy, and uh, it has to do with, with uh, forbearance. It has to do with long-suffering. You know, um, mercy, the mercy of God. So let's look at let's look at a few um, aspects of the mercy of God. Um, looking at some uh, scriptures and so on, but uh, suffice it to say that we need mercy all the time. As as a matter of fact, it's in Lamentations, Lamentations chapter three, verse twenty-two. Lamentations 3.22, let me open it, Lamentations 3.22, this was written by the prophet Jeremiah, and uh, Jeremiah, properly, uh, popularly known as the weeping prophet, was a prophet that, uh, that understood the mercies of God, alright, so in verse 22 of chapter 3, he says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Okay. So when mercy says no, you cannot be consumed. When mercy says no, the enemy cannot consume you. All right. You might, you might not be perfect. All right. And maybe you deserve to be punished for, for, for making certain mistakes. Maybe there are consequences of certain mistakes that you have made. But then when mercy says no, when mercy says no, there's nothing that the enemy can do about that. When mercy says no. All right. So he says, because his compassions fail not. And he says, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So it is through the mercies of God that we are not consumed. Many people have passed away from the beginning of this pandemic, but you are alive. Why are you alive? Are you better than them? No, you're not better than them. It is because mercy said no. When mercy says no, then you are preserved. When mercy says no, there's nothing the enemy can do about it. When mercy says no, the enemy cannot touch you. All right. So we need to position ourselves. We need to position ourselves to enjoy the mercies of God more and more and more. And there are levels of mercy. There are levels of the mercy of God. 
So when mercy says no, there is nothing anybody can do about it. Why? Because God is sovereign. God is sovereign in his sovereignty. He speaks and when he speaks and he declares from the mercy seat, when he declares, then there's nothing, nothing. Anybody in the entire creation, nobody, <laughs> all right, whether in heaven, on earth, under the earth, nobody can overpower the mercy of God. There's no situation that can defeat the mercy of God. All right. So I want you to know and I want you to begin to appreciate the mercy of God more and more and more. Don't be like me that used to think, why is, why is mom always asking for mercy? What is wrong with her? Why, why would she ask for mercy? Because I thought mercy had to do with, oh, well, okay, I've, uh, you know, I've, uh, maybe I've, I've done a blunder and then I'm asking for mercy. Maybe I'm about to be judged and then I'm asking for mercy. Although there is a place for that, but that is a very narrow-minded approach or a narrow-minded understanding of mercy. And of course, I was, I was still young. I didn't know much, all right? But now I'm seeing the value of God's mercy. God's mercy. Hmm. Yeah, so God's mercy causes God to move in a particular way. God's mercy causes him to do certain things. And when somebody has mercy in his heart, when, when, when an individual has mercy in his heart, there is a way he, um, he responds to a particular situation or to a particular person because of mercy. So mercy is a very big deal. It's a big deal in our relationship with God, in our walk with God. Mercy is a big deal. It's a very big deal. All right. So we must not undermine the place of mercy in our dealings with God and with one another, I must say. Yeah. Dealing with one another, mercy goes a long way. It goes a long way. All right, so I want to look at, uh, let's look at a scripture in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, the Bible tells us here, Paul is giving us some, uh, some good understanding, good insight, about speaking about the, the, the throne, um, the throne of God. In 4, verse 16, he says, Let us therefore... In fact, let me read from verse 14. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Okay? Let us hold fast our confession. You need to understand that what Jesus did, Jesus coming down, and all that he did on the cross was a demonstration of God's mercy. He says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with the weaknesses, with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So, the high priest, Jesus is our high priest. One of the things that, that's going to happen that happens in this season, in the Jewish calendar, is there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot that goes on. And this is a time that they remember the, 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 what God instituted in the wilderness. All right? This, the, 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 the high priest at the end, on, by the, on the day of atonement, what happens is that on the day of atonement, the high priest goes into the most holy place and he offers he offers blood on behalf of the nation so jesus is the one that is our high priest in the in national israel it was aaron that used to go there to do that and after him his sons and so on uh, his descendants but now we are seeing that jesus is coming 
to fulfill every type and shadow that was um, revealed to Moses. Jesus came and substantiated all of those and he, he, he fulfilled everything. All right. So then he now says in verse 16, he says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Notice what he says. In view of what Jesus has done, in view of what Jesus has done, he says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. So we come to the throne of grace all right, and then he says that we may obtain mercy. So you see, mercy is dispensed from the throne of grace, from the throne of grace, and that we may find mercy to help in time of need. So mercy, out of God's mercy, you get the help you need. Maybe, maybe you deserve something else, but mercy says no. You, you, you're not going to get that, but instead, you, instead of punishment, you will get help. You get help that you need. That's, so when mercy says no, when mercy says no, instead of punishment, you get help. Isn't that wonderful? That's good news. Hallelujah. So mercy says no. I don't know about you. I want to enjoy God's mercy. I want, I want mercy to keep speaking over my life. To keep speaking. When the spirit of death comes, a premature death comes around, mercy says no, then it can't touch you. When, when, when the enemy wants to attack you, he wants to rob you, he wants to steal from you, when mercy says no, he can't touch it. When the enemy wants to touch your children, Maybe they did some dumb things, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the enemy says, okay, let me use this, let me exploit this opportunity now to, 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 to inflict pain. When mercy says no, the enemy can't have his way. He can't have his way. So um, there are so many things we enjoy because mercy says no. But we don't even realize. We don't make the connection with mercy. We just think, oh, well, I'm just lucky. You know, I'm just lucky. What is that? There's no luck in the Bible. But there is mercy in the Bible. All right. I'd rather enjoy mercy than be lucky. Because luck runs out. But mercy never runs out. He says his mercy endures forever. So, mercy is for eternity. Luck is not. Stop asking people to wish you luck. <laughs> you don't need luck. You need mercy. Hallelujah. Yes. You need the mercy of God to speak over your life. Maybe you deserve to fail that exam, but mercy says no. <laughs> when mercy says no, Guess what? Failure will be far from you. So, mercy is amazing. I want you to worship God for His mercy. His mercy is real. Mighty God. There's so many things that the mercy of that we enjoy because of the mercy of God. Because mercy is saying no. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I want you to appreciate the mercy of God. Maybe you should just raise your hand just for a moment and say, Lord, I thank you for your mercy towards me. Thank you. I appreciate your mercy. I receive your mercy in my life. I receive your mercy in my family. Lord, I receive your mercy. Thank you. Thank you for 
help that comes because of your mercy. I receive that right now. Amen. Thank him for it. I want you to know that mercy, mercy restrains the enemy. So just like I've been saying, yes, the enemy wants to come, but mercy, once mercy says no, he's restrained. Sometimes judgment is supposed to strike you because you've done some things or you failed to do some things. You remember the case of Moses? Um, his, his sons were not circumcised and God was going to kill Moses. <laughs> God was going to, I mean, this is the God that appeared to Moses and talked about how he was going to use him to deliver the Israelites from, from, um, from the bondage of Egypt. And because he didn't circumcise his sons, God, the Bible says God was going to kill him and his wife immediately got a flint knife and circumcised the boys and then God's wrath was stayed away. God's wrath was restrained. Why? It was the mercy of God that moved Zipporah to go and do that quickly. That was mercy speaking. Mercy is God's, God's, um, God's justice. God's justice wanted to, 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 to kill Pharaoh, but then his mercy was manifested through the wife who now caused his life to be preserved. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So God's mercy is real. So you understand why Jeremiah says that it's because of his mercies. That were not consumed. Because remember the nation of Judah. That statement. Jeremiah made that statement. The nation had gone astray. They had. Uh, they, have, they have sinned against God. They've gone into idolatry. And because of the judgment of God. Upon the nation. The nation was sent into captivity. God. You know. Um, released a sentence of 70 years. 70 years of captivity. For the, for, for, for the nation. And so they were taken into captivity. But then in the midst of that judgment. God's mercy was still preserving them. From being consumed by the Babylonians. That's the mercy of God at work. So God can, can, can release his judgment and mercy at the same time. So that's why when God is, when God is moving. He doesn't, it's not that he compromises his judgment. No, he doesn't. Because if he did that, then his throne will cease to exist because that's the foundation of his throne, justice. Right? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne, but one of the things that balances his justice is his mercy. So God has put that system in place. He has put this system in, in, his, um, in his kingdom so that Everything is, there's, there's a good equilibrium and there's, there's, there's nothing that goes um, out of balance so far as God is concerned. So we appreciate God and we love him for what he is doing. My Lord. Mercy can also make provision available. Okay. Mercy can make provision available. Let's look at Psalm 103. Psalm 103. In Psalm 103, from verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. So because of his mercy, yes, there are benefits. There are benefits that are released. Okay? Who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. You see, so when mercy is operating, when the mercy of God is operating, there are certain things you don't deserve. Um, there, there, there are certain things you don't deserve that you get. And then there are certain things you deserve and you don't get because the mercy is at work. 
you deserve to starve, but his mercy is speaking and saying no. Then provision comes instead of starvation. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Amen. Yes. Some, 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 some people are still... Um, some people are still enjoying the blessings of God. Not because they are faithful, but because God is merciful. I'm telling you, it's because God is merciful. It's not because they are, they are, they are faithful. No. They don't, there are some people, they, they don't care about tithing, but they are still, they're still enjoying certain benefits. It's not because of anything, it's because mercy. It's God's mercy. But you need to know that you cannot, you cannot, um, you cannot abuse God's mercy. Because once it goes to the other extreme, God is going to balance it. And when God steps in to balance it, then, you know, the story could change. But mercy is real. Let us, let us, let us know that. So you can enjoy provision because of the mercy of God. May the Lord, may the Lord release mercy upon you, upon your family, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let mercy speak over your life. Let mercy speak over your relationships. May, let mercy speak over your career. Let mercy speak over your business. Let mercy speak over your studies. Hallelujah. Let mercy speak over your life. Mercy. When mercy says no, the th things begin to happen. When mercy says no, the enemy cannot have his way. All right? His benefits. There are certain benefits that the mercy of God brings. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Don't you dare forget God's benefits. Many Christians are full of complaints. Don't be like that. That's like the Israelites in the wilderness. After they've been delivered from slavery, they've been taken out of Egypt by an outstretched arm, by the wonder-working power of God. And right there in the wilderness, they're complaining. Huh? Complaining. No. Look at Psalm 136. It says, Oh, give thanks. To the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. So his goodness comes out of his mercy. His goodness comes out of his mercy. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. So there are certain wonders and signs that we will see because of the mercy of God that endures forever. There are certain manifestations. It's not because we have great faith, although there is a place for great faith. But it's because of the mercy of God that endures forever. Isn't that wonderful? To him who by wisdom made the heavens, even creation, it's out of his mercy that he, you know, it came out of his mercy. <laughs> his mercy endures forever. To him who laid the earth above the waters, his mercy endures forever to him who made great lights for his mercy endures forever the sun to rule by day for his mercy endures forever the moon and the stars to rule by night his mercy endures forever and you'll be thinking when you're reading this is like what has the what's the connection between the mercy of god and all of these works of creation You know that God could have created everything and not allow us to enjoy anything. 
and he would not have done anything wrong. Yeah? But for him to give us the opportunity to enjoy what he has done, he created all things for his pleasure. That's what the Bible tells us. He created them for his pleasure. But in, in his pleasure, he found pleasure to place you there to also partake and enjoy of what he has done. Enjoy of what he is enjoying. That's mercy. All right. Because, but for the mercy of God, the animals say, no, man is just dust. He doesn't deserve to enjoy these things. But mercy says, no, shut up, devil. They are made in my image after my likeness. I love them. And my mercy stands for them. And that's it. There's nothing, nothing the enemy can do. Yeah. It says, verse 10, To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endures forever. I want you to see something here. Okay. The mercy of God is such that to you, the child of God, you experience this one. Th when the mercy of God is in manifestation, you experience one thing, but the enemy experiences the opposite. But it's all manifestation of mercy. So the, 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 the children of God, as the children of God, we are enjoying the mercy of God. But the enemy, <laughs> the Egyptians were struck because the mercy of God endures forever. Because God, God's mercy says no more to slavery. God's mercy says no more to slavery. So no more. Will the Egyptians that you see today, they will not be able, they will not be able to, um, to oppress you anymore. Why? Because mercy says no. Because mercy says no, they cannot touch you anymore. Hallelujah. His mercy endures forever. And he brought out Israel from among them. You see. His mercy endures forever. So the mercy, the same mercy that God meets out is bringing celebration to God's children, but it's bringing tears to God, the, the, the enemies of God's children. That's the mercy of God for you. So I want you to appreciate the mercy of God. Yes. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his mercy endures forever. It's, it's a manifestation. It's, you know, wonders. There are many wonders. There are marvels. There are signs that we see because of the mercy of God. So, Lord, <laughs> let your mercy keep speaking. Let your mercy keep flowing. On behalf of your people. You need mercy. Okay. You need mercy. More mercy. This is the start. We're getting to the start of a, <clears throat> of a new year. According to the, 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 the Jewish calendar. So you need new mercies. His mercies are new every morning. His, his love is new every morning. It's all part of his mercy. Coming out of his mercy. Are you enjoying that? Do you, do you love the mercy of God? Yes. He overthrew Pharaoh. And his army in the Red Sea. For his mercy endures forever. I declare the overthrow of the enemy. In your life. In your family. Because of the mercy of God. Mercy says no, no more affliction. Mercy says no more oppression. Mercy says no more chasing you, running away from the enemy. No, no, no. Mercy says no, it's time to drown them. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's mercy at work. I love the mercy of God. Mercy endures forever. My goodness, 
Yes. He says to him who led his people through the wilderness for his mercy endures forever. He led his people through the wilderness. Even the wilderness experience was a demonstration of God's mercy. Do you realize that there was a, a, a quicker route to the land of Canaan from Egypt and God decided, no, I'm not going to let them go that route. Okay, although it's quicker, I'm not going to let them go that route. Why? Because when they go that route, if they see war, they will come back to Pharaoh and submit to Pharaoh again. They will apologize to, to Pharaoh and say, oh, they will, uh, we're so sorry. Is this Moses that led us? <laughs> you know, we really didn't want to go. Honestly, uh, Pharaoh, we just, we just want to be your loyal, faithful servants for the rest of our lives. It's okay. Because that God saw that and his mercy is what led them through the wilderness. His mercy. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes the mercy of God will allow you to go through a wilderness experience. But it is. It is. It is good for you. It's good for you. Why? Because that's what prepares you. That's what toughens you to face the enemy. Because in the land of promise, there's going to be giants there. But you need to be prepared in your wilderness experience to face the giants. So the mercy of God endures forever. That's why God led you that way. Although in your mind you think, oh, well, you know, if God really loves me, everything will be hunky-dory and everything will just be smooth and all of that. There is a place for that, but then there is a place for toughening. There is a place for toughening. There is a place where you will be taught to live by faith. Okay, There will be a place where you need manna to feed for. You need, you need manna from above every day. Enough for the day. And it's all an act of his mercy. So when mercy says no, you are not going to be deprived of the benefits of going through the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. When mercy says no. All right. It says... For his, his, he, to him who struck down great kings, for his mercies endures forever, and slew famous kings, for his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endures forever, and Og, king of Basham, for his mercy endures forever. You see, so even slaying the enemy, so to you, it's a blessing to the enemy. It's judgment and it's all a demonstration of God's mercy. It's a demonstration of his mercy. So when mercy says no, it's enough for the enemy. But for you, God is opening a new chapter. God is opening a new experience because mercy has said no. Who? Glory, glory, glory. Yes, hallelujah. I love the word of God. Yes. He says in verse 21, And he gave their, gave their land as a heritage, and his mercy endures forever. God will give you an inheritance in the midst of the enemy. Because mercy says, no, you're not going to be landless. <laughs> hallelujah. You're not going to be... You're not going to be homeless. The enemy wants you homeless, but mercy says no. And because mercy says no, you have your own property. Glory to God. Receive that property, somebody, in the name of Jesus. Because mercy said no. Mercy said no. I sense some openings as I'm making this, as I'm making this declaration. I sense that heaven is confirming this. There is a release over your life of a, a, a level of mercy you've never experienced before. It's coming your way. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. So, um, verse 22. A heritage to Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever. 
who remembered us in our lowly estate for his mercy and just forever. You see, in your lowly estate, the enemy wants you to be forgotten. You, you think you are forgotten, but mercy says no, not forgotten. Mercy says no, not forgotten. And because mercy says no, you are remembered today. Today is a day of remembrance for somebody. God has remembered you in your lowly estate. And it's time for your elevation because of the mercy of God. When mercy says no. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Mm. Makatos keni minustaha. Yes. And rescued us from our enemies for his mercy endures forever. Yes. You've been rescued in the name of Jesus supernaturally because of the mercy of God. You deserve to be devoured by the enemy, but mercy says no. And now it's time for you to be rescued. Rescued. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Who gives food to all flesh for his mercy endures forever. You see, he gives food to all flesh. All the animals in the jungle, it's out of his mercy that they are fed. Every single one of them. That's why Jesus said, take no thought of what you eat tomorrow. Don't take thought. What about tomorrow? He says, don't worry. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. He says, look at the birds. They don't sow, neither do they reap. But your heavenly father feeds them. The psalmist says that even the beasts in the fields, he feeds them in the jungle. He feeds them. It's his mercy. It's his mercy. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. So, in view of his mercy, we need to continue to be thankful. We need to continue. Let his mercy inspire you to worship him. Let his mercy inspire you to praise him instead of complaining. Somebody said, count, a songwriter says, count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. When mercy says no, you are in for a good time. <laughs> So who is mercy saying no to? He's not saying no to you. He's saying no to the enemy. He's saying no to the adversary. He's saying no, you can't have your way. When mercy says no to the enemy, it's a time for rejoicing for God's people. When mercy says no to the accuser, to the accuser of the brethren, it's time for God's people to celebrate. Yes. You know, the, the Joshua the high priest, Joshua the high priest in, in Zechariah chapter 3, this man was there and he was clothed in filthy garments. Okay? He was clothed in filthy garments. And the enemy, Satan, was, uh, was there to... Uh, Resist him. He was there to resist him. Okay. It says, I'll read from verse 1. It says, Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. So Satan is standing there to oppose him. But mercy said no. <laughs> mercy said no. Okay. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. 
and he was standing before the angel of the Lord. He had been stained by Babylon, by the, by the iniquities and the, the filth of Babylon had stained his, his garments. And he's standing there in filth. And Satan is happy to oppose him. But when mercy says no, it doesn't matter what the enemy is stand, how close he is. It doesn't matter what he is saying. It's what mercy says that matters. Okay. It's what mercy says that matters. Now, I don't know your garment. I don't know the state of your garment. But I want to declare the mercy of God over you right now in the name of Jesus. Mercy is saying no to the enemy. And he said, and he answered and spoke to those who stood before him saying, Take away the filthy garment from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. Oh, my Lord. And I said, Let them put a, a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head, and they put clothes on him. And the angel of the Lord stood by. The angel of the Lord, this is a theophany, the Lord himself standing by. And he is declaring mercy, mercy. Although Satan had a right, okay, because of the, the, the filth of the garment of Joshua the high priest. Because of the, the filth, Satan could stand there. But mercy said no. And because mercy said no, there was nothing that Satan could do. God immediately ordered for his garments to be changed. Throw away the, the, the filthy garments. And then let's have the rich robes. Let's have the rich robes over, over, over him. Hallelujah. Mercy said no. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know your situation. But I have come to announce to you that mercy is speaking. Okay, mercy is speaking over your life because of the blood of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, because of the righteousness, like in the case of Joshua, God put him, put on him new robe of righteousness, put a clean turban on his head. Now he's restored back to the authority of his office as a high priest. Now he can confidently go into the, 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 the most holy place to offer sacrifice, to, to, to atone for the nation. Prior to that, his garments were so filthy, he could not effectively execute his ministry as a high priest. But God, mercy. God who is rich in mercy, God who is rich in mercy, made a plan. So I declare and I announce the mercy of God has introduced a new plan for your life. The mercy of God has introduced a new plan for your family. Okay, The mercy of God has introduced a new plan for us as a church. Hallelujah. It's a season. It's a new season that has been ushered into. By the mercy of God. The mercy of God has been multiplied. Hallelujah. Has been multiplied towards us. And from now on we will begin to see. See the hand of God. In amazing ways. Because mercy said no. Hallelujah. Father we thank you. Thank you so much. I thank you for my brother, my sister. Thank you for everyone watching this. Let them encounter your mercy. Hallelujah. Let the voice of mercy speak over them. Let mercy say no to the enemy. No to attacks. No to, 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 to the, the strategies of the enemy. Let mercy speak. And Lord God, by your mercy, you make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh Lord, by your mercy, you make provision for your people. Hallelujah. I declare that. I declare that. They are preserved. I speak preservation over you. I announce and I declare that you are preserved. Preserved from this virus. 
that is taking lives by the mercy of God. Mercy says no. You're not going now. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Not only this virus, whatever it is that the enemy is using to afflict God's, God's people and to afflict the world. Mercy says no. Speak over your life. Protection. Protection. The mercy of God is more effective than any, any technology that man has. There's nothing that man can make that is more powerful than the mercy of God. So I speak and I release that over you right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're watching this and you're not born again, I want to pray for you. Okay. If you will repeat this after me, I'll pray for you after. Okay. Just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. I open my heart and say, Jesus, come in. Come into my heart. and Make me a new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now I pray for you, Father. I pray for my brother, my sister who's prayed this prayer. I ask that your kingdom will come upon them right now. Yes. The kingdom come upon you right now. Hallelujah. I thank you for the new creation. Mighty God. I release your mercy in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now before we go... You want to give your offering, or maybe you've given your offering. I just want to pray for you. If you have not given, I want you to do that. The, 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 the details are on the screen. You can, you can um, scan or you can use the account details. Father, I pray for your people right now. Pray for their finances, Lord. Let it be, let it be a move. Let your mercy speak over their finances. Let your mercy rebuke, <laughs> rebuke the enemy. Let your mercy rebuke lack. Hallelujah. Let your mercy say no to lack. Let your mercy say no to poverty. Let your mercy say no to debt. In the name of Jesus. And let there be a release of abundance in their lives. Abundant wisdom. Financial wisdom, opportunities, let, your, let, 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 let mercy make available opportunities for your people. Opportunities for increase, opportunities for wealth creation. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you real good. Let's meet again, same time next week. I want you to like this page. I want you to share, share and share and share with people, okay? And God will continue to bless you in a very, very real and good way. Amen. See you next week. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.